Today I decided to reach back way into the past. I started electronics at about the age 9 or 10 because that gave me something to do with my dad. My dad was a college professor and at that time he taught at Bradley University in the in what now is called the engineering department. And he used to receive uh, kits from Bell Laboratories that were intended for uh, teaching students, college students, different aspects about electronics. And Dad would use me as a guinea pig if I could figure it out and make it work, then he would use it in the class. If it didn't seem interesting, he usually passed on it. And you probably need to know that my dad was a child of the Great Depression. So he, um, when he was a boy, he did a man's work. And when I was a boy... He let me work like a grown-up. Um, today, we wouldn't do that at all, but I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity, and I'm so thankful I didn't kill myself. My kids are probably thankful I didn't kill myself. I think most of them feel that way. Um, so in 1964, I told you we were going back, in 1964, Bell Laboratories sent my dad a kit to create a solar cell. It was a kit to create a semiconductor that generated electricity from the sun. So it wasn't this little do-it-yourself kit. It was, here are the things that you need and here are instructions on on what you have to do, but um, you got to figure out how to get it done. So when I opened the kit up, it was a box probably three inches thick and uh, 10 or 11 inches square. I'm doing this from memory, so uh, sizes may vary. So when I took it apart, it had a silicon wafer, just like they use today. Well, you know, they're better today. But it had a silicon wafer. It had a little bottle of boron, which is one of the doping materials that you use. And it had phosphorus. Now stop for a second. Phosphorus in the hands of a nine-year-old can be dangerous. It is dangerous. I know because in high school we played some pranks with phosphorus um, from the chemistry lab. So I would never recommend an unsupervised uh, young person attempting to do this. And it gets scarier as I go along here. So it had the doping materials, it had the boron, it had phosphorus, it had silicon wafer, um, and what we were creating is what's, what is called a PN junction. Uh, 
one side is P, meaning that it's positive, and a positive uh, pole is uh, depleted of electrons. It has doesn't have enough electrons, and the negative, the N, has an excess of electrons, or electrons that are in an outer valence and easily pulled by the uh, uh, positive side. So I had these materials, but the requirement was that I needed to create a furnace that could get up to about 2,600 degrees Fahrenheit. And, you know, the average 9- or 10-year-old kid doesn't just have a furnace sitting in their toy closet that can do that. But I was rather resourceful back then. And uh, I talked to my dad. He had a heating element, a high-temperature heating element. I don't know how he got it, um, but stuff like that floated around a lot because it was only... Um, 20 years since World War II, and there were all kinds of uh, pieces of equipment that were for sale. Uh, so anyway, he had a high-temperature uh, heating element, but I needed a furnace. So, 10 years old, I took my wagon. I still had a wagon, but I had outgrown it. Uh, but I had it, so I took that wagon, and we lived in a small town that had a pottery factory. So it was about probably 10 or 11 blocks away from where I lived. I took my wagon down there and walked into the factory, and the first person that acknowledged me, I told them that I needed... Uh, asbestos bricks because in the Bell Labs uh, kit it said to build the furnace out of asbestos bricks and Morton Pottery had very high temperature furnaces and whoever I was talking to thought it was uh, rather cute that this kid was asking for asbestos bricks to build a furnace that would get up to 2,600 degrees Fahrenheit. So they gave me bricks. I didn't have to pay for them. I filled up my wagon with asbestos bricks. Yes, that's terrifying. And I carried them or pulled them back home and... It was in the summertime, so on the driveway, um, I took this wagon load of bricks. I broke some in two uh, to help fashion a furnace that had this high-temperature heating element at the bottom and a tiny, tiny opening that I could put this silicon wafer in. And so sitting out on the the driveway, if I remember correctly, I was either in the yard or in the driveway. 
It's rather foggy. And and I did it. I built a furnace out of asbestos bricks. I got an extension cord, probably a couple of them. I opened the garage door, ran the extension cord into the outlet, uh, turned on the furnace, and... It seems to me that they had included in the kit a thermometer that would measure, I think it went up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, because they were really concerned about getting the right temperature, and rightly so. It doesn't work unless you get the temperature up to 2,570 degrees Fahrenheit. So I got the temperature up to 2,600 degrees. I put the silicon wafer in after doping it with boron and phosphorus and followed the recipe. I cooked it for whatever time they told me to leave it in there. I took it out. I let it cool, which I was always rather impatient, so... The time after pulling it out was like pulling fingernails. It was just painful waiting for things to settle down. And, of course, Dad had a voltmeter. I connected it uh, to the two junctions, the P-junction and the N-junction. It was a bright, sunshiny day, and... It worked. I got half a volt, maybe a little bit more. I put my hand over this, the solar cell, because I was scientific, of course, and it dropped off to a very low voltage, a few milliamps, millivolts, I mean. And I removed my hand, and it went back up to five-tenths of a volt. And I was just pleased as punch. You know, the, this whole thing worked, and uh, I only did it once. I kept that solar cell for quite some time. I don't remember what I did with the asbestos bricks. Uh, I may have returned them to Morton Pottery because I don't remember them sitting around the house. And to this day, that's one of my uh, favorite memories because... It was the first time I created a solid-state device, a PN junction, and um, I recommended it to my dad. I gave it, they, they didn't use stars back then, but I would have given it five stars. And thankfully, thank the Lord, I've never suffered from it. I've never had lung disease or any kind of damage from having messed around with those things. Maybe someday I'll tell you about the story of rolling uh, mercury around in my hand. Yeah, I was not the brightest kid. Anyway, thanks for listening to my story. I'll have more next time. Bye. Bye.